before I hop into this book, I just want to say that y'all need to stop letting them play victim. Okay? Don't be around here looking like the bad guy all the time. I mean, in some people's story, you know, you will be the villain. But if it's a situation they create, they're not playing the victim. Do not let them play the victim, baby. You got receipts. Show your receipts. Because while they out here talking about you trying to make you look like the bad guy and you've done nothing... Oh, baby, show your proof. <laughs> show it, honey, because we're not doing that. It's 2023. You're not playing a victim no more. And you already know not to even come my way trying to play victim because I'm going to let you have it how it is. And that's going to be that because it is what it is. Don't nobody ever try to play victim with me, especially if they've done something. Baby, I'm not even the one to even entertain that because... Yeah, they already know. Anyways, let's hop into this book. Somebody asked when I was going to read my poem. Y'all know how I am with poems. I'm still stuck on Mystery Man Part 5, but I am going to reread those for y'all and refresh y'all memory. Because why not? Like, those poems was legit and y'all loved them, so I'm going to bring them back and... Let y'all, you know, get those. I am stuck on part five, though. So, yeah. <laughs> but this new poem, I don't know. Like It's like when it comes to the end of the poems. Like, I don't know how I want the poem to end. I don't know how long I want them to be. But the new poem is still, like, I literally just started it last week. And it's pretty legit. So I'm going to be working on that some more today. As well as trying to find a new show to watch because I binge watched all the episodes of Bel Air, not knowing that it's a new episode every Thursday. So I'm trying to figure out something to watch. Somebody told me to watch BMF. Um, but then my cousin told me, like, the, one of the episodes was, like, really lame. Like, the last four episodes, my bad, was really lame. Um, so I don't know if I really want to watch that. But I gotta find something good. I watched Jenny and Georgia, and that, that show is pretty legit. And I was kind of sad when I binge watched all of it. I watched You. I, I literally waited for both parts. Like, no, I didn't. I binge watched the first part, and then I binge watched the second part. I love you. I love Joe. I need a nigga like Joe. <laughs> for real. Nah, but, um, yeah, y'all. I don't know. I'm gonna give y'all the poem, though. I'll probably start reading Mystery Man next week again to get y'all up to date with that while I work on part five. And then the following week or so, I'll probably read a new poem. Um, But okay, we are going to hop into the book. Um... For those of you that are, you know, wanting to get the book and read along, it's titled Controlled Burn by Erin Soderberg Downing. It's a scholastic book. Okay, chapter three. As I tugged my stuff out of the car, I heard distinctive pop and growl of the vehicle driving down the gravel road toward the house. <sighs> my voice. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to start it over. My voice has been tripping. <clears throat> okay, chapter three. 
As I tugged my stuff out of the car, I heard the distinctive pop and growl of a vehicle driving down the gravel road toward the house. I turned, and there was Grandpa Howard sitting astride a massive motorcycle. He pulled out his helmet, and we stared at each other. For an awkward moment, well, an awkward few moments. It's not every day you see your 70-year-old grandfather riding a bicycle. I said a bicycle. A motorcycle. My baby biting me over here. All right. I fucked that. I love y'all. I'm feeding at the same time, and he likes to bite. (laughs) He'll be a month old tomorrow, but... He already bites nipples. So, yay, there's that. Okay, last time I'm going to start this over because I got distracted and said, my, what is a bicycle, y'all? Okay. <laughs> Chapter 3. As I tugged my stuff out of the car, I heard the distinctive pop and growl of a vehicle driving down the gravel road toward the house. I turned and there was Grandpa Howard sitting astride a massive motorcycle. He pulled off his helmet and we stared at each other for an awkward moment. Well, few awkward moments. It's not every day you see your 70-year-old grandfather riding a motorcycle. Hi, Pops, I finally said. Kid, he replied. That's your usual ride? I asked, grunting as he heaved the suitcase halfway out of the truck. (laughs) Yep. Is it scary, riding without a roof or a seatbelt or anything? He didn't reply. Just towed down the little kickstand to park his cycle at the end of the unpaved driveway. Is it called a kickstand when it's on a motorcycle? Or is that just bikes? He chuckled. How many questions are you going to spill out of that mouth of yours? Sorry, I murdered. I gave my suitcase one hard final tug, and it spilled out of the truck and onto the floor. The corner landed squarely on my little toe, sending a blast of pain up the outside of my foot. Shoving the suitcase aside, I hopped on the other foot, hooting and whooping with pain. Ow, 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 ow. It was shocking how much you could feel in a single little toe. Tears sprang to my eyes, and I glanced at Grandpa to see if he'd noticed. Before they could roll down my cheeks, I blinked them away, remembering how much Amelia must hurt with burns covering half her body. It must feel like this, times a million. At least the doctors were keeping her pumped full of sedatives and medicine to stop her from hurting so much. Hopefully, she couldn't feel her scorched and peeling skin or the tubes that fed food and fluids and fresh air into her damaged body. I had no right to whine about my wounded toe, even if it didn't feel great. Grandpa Howard leaned against his motorcycle, obviously not in any kind of hurry to help me out. Don't worry, I'm okay, I grumbled. I think I broke my toe, but I've got it. Want me to cut it off? He asked. Then it won't hurt anymore. I think he was kidding. As I dragged my suitcase across the gravel, I tried to ignore the throbbing by changing the subject. You couldn't pay me to get on the back of a motorcycle. Do you know how many accidents there are involving those things? Grandpa didn't respond. He just 
strapped his helmet into a little case on the back of the cycle, and followed me silently into the house. As soon as I opened the front door, I remembered what my grandparents' life smelled like. A combination of homemade soup, cut grass, and a sort of earthy smell that I think seeped up from the unfinished and exceedingly creepy basement. It had been years since I'd been inside this house, but the smell was instantly familiar. I heaved my suitcase up the dirty entryway stairs and into the kitchen. Mom and Grandma were sitting at the table. Grandma was watching Mom, who was focused on her phone with an untouched cup of coffee in front of her. How's Amelia? I asked for about the tenth time that day. I sat down at the table and peeled off my socks to check my toe. It was sort of greenish-yellow and at least twice the size of the toe next to it. Most likely broken. I'd have to go to the hospital. Was there even a hospital anywhere near here? I decided I'd wait to say anything until tomorrow when Mom was gone. She didn't need to worry about my baby toe when she had my baby sister's entire life to think about. She's the same, Mom said without looking at me. Grandma smiled at me. Do you want something to drink? A snack? That's when she noticed my bag and said, Or I guess maybe you want to unpack first. Yeah, that would be great, I said, but didn't really mean it. When I really wanted, what I really wanted was to put my suitcase back in the truck and drive right back to the airport with mom to return to my sister and home and be there for my family, not here. Grandma pointed to the door right of the kitchen. That's the guest room. It's all yours for the summer. I put fresh sheets on the pullout bed and emptied a few of the shelves in the closet. Make yourself at home. Okay, thanks, I said. Home. This wasn't home. It would never be home. But I had to pretend it was, at least until my family was willing to let me come back. I tried to tell my parents that I had to stay in Chicago, that Amelia would need me while she was healing, even if she was totally knocked out so her body had freedom to focus on keeping her system alive. She would know if I was there or not. But with no house to live in and my sister sleeping away the next few weeks of school and her summer vacation in the hospital bed, my parents decided it would be best for everyone if I went far, far away for a while. I knew I deserved this punishment, especially since I was the only one to blame for our lives imploding. But it still hurt. It wasn't clear exactly how long I'd be banished, but I hoped it would be more than a few weeks. Even though grades and test scores and homework mattered in middle school, Dad convinced my teachers to let me skip a few, skip the few last weeks of the quarter without any drama. I checked the student portal and saw that, bless you, bless you, bless you. Okay. I checked the student portal and saw that every single teacher had given me pity as on all my remaining assignments for the year and would be jealous I got to skip the end of the project for rural, rural studies. 
especially since we were planning to be partners for it. That is, she'd be jealous until she remembered the reason why I got a free pass. As I limped toward the guest bedroom, my mom called out, Hey, Maya. I turned. Besides seeing my sister in home restored to normal, there was nothing I wanted more for my mom to pull me into her lap, wrap her warm arms around me, and promise me that everything would be okay, that I wouldn't hurt much longer. But instead, she said, looks like I can catch a flight back to Chicago tonight. I'd have to connect with Minneapolis, (laughs) but I'd like to switch my flight if you think you're all set here. No, I'm not all set. No, I don't want you to leave. No, please stay with me for one more night at least. That's fine. I lied. I'll be fine. All right, you guys. Until tomorrow. Mm-hmm.